freedom. Listen up as Greg, Michael, and Sean talk about the different types of freedom, how we are impacted every single day, not just in today's society, but in our internal battles as human beings, folks. You're going to want to listen in to hear these three men talk about what's most important to them when it comes to freedom, how to get freedom, and what it ultimately means to them. Thanks for listening. Pivotal Moments Podcast. Let's get after it. Welcome to a third part podcast. Podcast. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. Podcast. Welcome, y'all. Hola. Guys, I'm jacked about this episode. Yeah. It was hard to sit still before, I'm not going to lie. Why? I don't know. I just get so pumped up. What about this specific message? This topic. Oh, yeah. Freedom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't even think about the topic, really. I'm just thinking about recording. (laughs) <laughs> oh man this feels so good you're just ready to just put it out there yeah i am just want to put it right out there all right all right freedom tell yeah. us no well we got a couple of yeah. uh, topics from freedom um like you pointed out last time political freedom we've got civil liberties we've got economic freedom and oh. then we got social freedom mm-hmm. so you guys uh let me know where you guys want to start dude political freedom let's talk about some freaking politics a little bit since yeah. we're, we're gonna get on the red, yeah. red seat here right now, right? It's time. Yeah. It's Welcome time. <laughs> wow, you know, every time I get on the call with my dad, he likes to bring up politics. Yeah. And you know what I say to him? I say, Pop, I don't know anything you're talking about right now. I don't. <laughs> Let's talk about fishing. <laughs> that's really that's my scope of politics. I don't watch television. I don't stay up to date on that stuff. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, one of you guys do. Hopefully you have some say here. Um, for me, um, obviously. You love I, politics. No, I don't. Actually, I don't. But no. I do understand to some degree of what it represents. Yeah. And, um, and it kind of still holds values today as far as it's a way to democratize um, people's opinion of certain ideas that will help um, a certain country, right? So I understand that to some degree it's important. However, the way that unfortunately things are going in today's world, I don't know if we call that freedom of uh, um, politics and uh, freedom at all. Um, I think that there's a lot of manipulation going on in today's world mm. on politics. And um, people are using that as a weapon instead of having people to define themselves where they want to be and how they want to be as an individual, right? So, um, yeah. Um, so you're saying we have all this freedom, but the media in our culture, or at least in America, is pushing certain content so hard yeah that we almost don't have freedom yeah yeah that's is that what you're getting at yeah and i'm not sure that's correct so um you know i think the entire idea of freedom and the, the word you know nowadays takes a lot of interpretation but for me it's very simple um freedom is nothing um that's that's free 
um, you have to work for it, and it's constantly work. Mm. Um, nothing's for free in this life, man. Nothing, nothing at all. Um, you got to work for it. And um, cyber freedom doesn't mean that you can do whatever the hell you want, whenever you want. It's a bad idea. Yeah, it's a bad idea. It's a recipe for failure, right? Mm -hmm. um, freedom has to have some guidelines, right? Some structure where people follow the rules in a certain way. And between those boundaries, you have all the freedom that you want. But after you start going out of those boundaries, then that's where problems start to happen. So politically, who determines what those boundaries or those lines are? Yeah. That's a good question. It used to be we, as people, we rely on people in politics that would make that decision for us, or at least guide us in the right direction. The government. Yeah. Here's my thoughts on that. The second you say that, um, I wouldn't know, because you, you mentioned we're brainwashed, is that right? Or, or what was the word? He said manipulation. Manipulation. Yeah. I wouldn't know if we're we're getting manipulated or not. And I, I think it's it's too we're too in it. Well, because it's been a very slow prog process. Slow process. Yeah. Like COVID stuff, right? Yeah, they you sneak it in, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then people start to believe in it, right? You know, yeah. you when did you when did you realize that though? How old were you when you realized either, hey, I'm being fed something pretty hard here? that I, I don't really trust it. Or when did you realize, Greg, that there's so much out there that I'm having a hard time deciphering what's real and what's not, or what has a bend a certain direction or not? Like, was that a recent discovery or? Uh, uh, reading this book by Napoleon Hill. It's called Outwitting the Devil. Mm. He wrote it way, way back in the day. I don't remember when. And then he added another paragraph to it that he did not publish initially. Mm. And he wrote at the end of that paragraph or the beginning of it, the hidden one. If anybody were to republish this book later down the road, please insert this hidden paragraph or chapter, chapter. And the whole chapter, guys, was about how the public school system simply created to create employees. And John Rockefeller, the oil mogul, was the one that created it. But who runs it now? The government. The local authorities runs the school. So I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Never thought of that. And that was kind of like the little turning point for me on that kind of stuff. Yeah, I heard something very similar. Actually, when I learned about that, I was probably like 19, 20, 21. So this is 20 some years ago. And it was at the same period of time that I also realized that I just can't trust everything I see on the internet or from the media because I was in the military and I'm overseas and I know what's going on. Not yeah. that everyone, depending on the rank and everything, you don't always understand everything and you know the reason behind the missions that you're carrying out. You think you do. Um, but if eventually you realize uh, it, it's not a hundred percent, you know, you don't always know what's really going on or the why behind it. But what I did know for sure is that what was being reported to the rest of America, you know, back across the pond mm -hmm. was not always what was actually happening. Serious? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, wow. 
And there I am, a young man, 1920. And I started questioning everything that I saw on TV prior to that, like when I was growing up. And what does that do to your trust levels? Man, they, they were greatly diminished. <laughs> but it was empowering because it's like, I want to do my own research. Mm. I want to educate myself. I want to, and I know it can be a little prickly when we, someone shares something and we say, why? Mm. But it became very important for me understanding my why behind why I feel a certain way or think a certain way to then discover other people. Well, what's their why? Meaning I have respect for you. I'll even respect if we have different opinions, but I'll have an amazing, like a high degree of respect for you if you understand why you think or feel that way. And so it became like this social experiment, just understanding that's great. That's very interesting. Why do you feel that way? Mm. What prompted you? Even when I just asked you guys, at what age or when did you start realizing that? Because I think that we all have a story and it just, it can really shed some light on why people are different, why they feel a certain way when Um, we ask the question. Yeah. And um, just to, just um, to add to that is I think also that today's generation on the lack of critical thinking is happening. So you said yourself that you felt something that was uneasy on you. You started doing some investigation, some um, analysis of why you think the way you're thinking and see if it makes sense. People just right now rely on social media, whatever they say it is, and then they believe it without doing the proper research. So that's one of the reasons things are not the way that um, they were before. Just that lack of thinking ahead of to question things. Just because somebody says it doesn't mean it's totally real. You know, how many fake um, YouTubers are out there, you know, selling a product or selling, you know, a fancy pill to, you know, uh, do miracles. You'll lose body fat in, I don't know, 30 days, whatever. You know, how many people buy into that stuff, right? Instead of doing the research to say, okay, what does this pill is? What are the components of this pill? Does that make sense? Um, let me talk to my doctor. Can I take it? You know, they just see it on the internet. Oh, I'm going to buy it. This, I think you're speaking to also some of what Greg was talking about. You know, you were talking about school systems creating employees. The culture creates employees, absolutely. The culture creates consumers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now go deeper. And I was just having a conversation with a buddy yesterday um, who's late 20s, did not grow up in America, uh, grew up in Croatia, and, which is always interesting because there's a little different perspective uh, at, at times. Uh, but he was talking to me about just thinking about himself, you know, spiritually, but also mentally and just like his body and why, why is he here and uh, being able to come to some peace and just focusing on not just consuming, but creating or producing, like putting out in what he was saying was good energy, yeah. right? Putting out good things versus just always consuming them. And then, of course, surrounding yourself with people that produce, that create, that give mm. energy, don't just take energy. And I think some of you know, the, the empowerment in that, right, is 
a lot of people, like you're saying, social media, like it just feels good. It's easy. It yeah. feels good initially, like in that second. Of course, yeah. it doesn't create any peace at all. It doesn't, doesn't really feel good thereafter, but we're trained, right? Video games, media, TV, obviously social media, right? We're trained to just consume. And our minds and then our bodies, biologically, they, they desire that feeling, that instant gratification. And when you're constantly desiring to be fed, and if you're not fed, you're unhappy, what are you doing? Why are you in this world? Are you free? Are you free? Yeah. Bring it back for us, sir. Yeah. Bring it back. Yeah. So it begs the question. Yeah. What exactly is freedom to each person? To each person? Well. And what type of freedom do they care about? Uh, I might take a little bit further than that. Of course. If you ask a physicist what freedom is, they'll probably laugh. And there's a reason for that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And the the reason is because normally we think as freedom is um, we live in this universe, whatever, and we can do whatever we want, but we are grounded by the laws of physics. Right? So there's some rules, right, that where we live in this space, we can't get out of it. We, we're, we're in this little box yeah. that these laws of physics, we are ruled by it and we have to obey them. So is that really freedom? Think about it. Wow. Right? That's not in our control. I, I don't really it, like, you know, it does make me feel good on the yeah. inside saying I don't have freedom. Yeah. Perhaps I was that young guy who, well, you know, who determines where the lines are that we have to stay, whether it's politically or yeah. whatever, right? And we just like, oh, we want to buck the system so hard. I don't want to feel controlled. Or I want to know, I want to be able to do whatever, just go about life doing whatever I want, you know, just live for me. But then when I hear something like, well, you can try to live like that, but are you really? Like there's still rules, there's still these principles that are in place. And yeah. You always live within and that's okay yeah it doesn't mean you're controlled yeah there's these rules yeah right uh i i don't know that i would go to the degree of the physicist who's going to tell me you know or even you know there's a lot of different people would say oh we're just repeating patterns in history yeah sure or even spiritually well you know there's a higher creator therefore he knows the beginning and the end. Therefore, he already knows everything. So are you really in control? Do you have free will? You know, like we can look at in all these different things. But on the day-to-day, today I chose when I woke up. I chose what I did after I woke up. Yeah. Right? I chose what I ate. You know, so I, I think that focusing on the things that are not in our control eliminates our freedom. Focusing on what is in our control. That's gives what gives us. me freedom. Gives. Yeah. But you have to look at it from that context perspective. And that's what I'm saying, that the word freedom itself has more meaning to it depending on the context that you're talking about, right? Yeah. Because, like I said, anybody can take it and, you know, go with it and say, well, I can do whatever I want. I I won't do this. Or I I can, like, say, I can fly. I'm like, no, you can't. The laws of physics tell you you can't do it, right? So it's just understanding, like you said, the context of what you're, you're discussing and then that that word makes sense there. I agree. Yeah. What does the term discipline will set you free mean to you? 
simply for me, it's a reward system, right? Mm. Um, I mean, if I'm disciplined, if I do what I know is probably right anyways, and I do it consistent enough, I will experience the availability of more options or, you know, you know, therefore freedom. I know this in my life when I chose to exercise what I would call my freedom, which many times was selfish choices that consumed that were not good for anyone other than myself. Eventually there were responses. There were, there were responses that ended up impacting me very negatively. For example, let's say you're all tuned up and there's a spicy senorita in your life and then you break your discipline and do something and all of a sudden here comes a little baby. Some of your freedom. (laughs) Here you go. Some of your freedom (laughs) probably. Well, I mean, some, some guys would do whatever at that point and still live, keep living the same exact way, but they would lose an emotional freedom because their conscience is probably smiled. But yeah, yeah. If you're going to take responsibility, Mm. then some of those, some freedom is going to be limited. I'm so curious. Because of the choice you made. We got to get personal with this guy for just here a second now, because he was smirking the whole time he said that. I can only imagine what he was thinking about when he was smirking. No, that, really, you're talking about Michael. No, me. no, 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 no. You. I mean, I had children. <laughs> no, but I knew should, what was going to happen from the yeah. The but what activity. about the times where you, you know, oops, did not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in your life, in general, it doesn't have to be with one you. time. One time that I'm aware of, you didn't. You broke the discipline, and then uh, well, I was happened. single. Uh, oh, so we're the same. The I same was road. single. I mean, talking about. I was in the military, a young man. Yeah. And, you know, there was a degree of carousal back then, you know, and, but I didn't even know. I found out six months later when she came back and said, I, um, you know, uh, eliminated, Mm. you know, the, the, the life, you know, and again, I was very young. So in that very, in that moment, I felt compassion for her that oh my gosh, that must have been so hard. Because it wasn't real to me yet. I didn't know about it. Right. Uh, it was compassionate. Oh my gosh, that must have been so hard and mm. telling me now. And, um, and then you? I processed it for a bit and thought to myself, oh wait, I was part of that. You know, that was um, my seed. You know, what, you know, and yeah. it was, I was in a position for the first time where my choice created something that I didn't plan on. And emotionally, I didn't feel particularly free. I was right? going to say, you probably felt a little bit of scared. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, the decisions that we make and, and, you know, just when we drive, yeah. you know, if you're not paying attention, you can eliminate a life and your own. Um, but obviously, romantically, you can you know, create life and, you know, some, obviously this could be a sensitive topic. People say, well, um, who has the freedom of choice, the man, the woman, neither, both, right. Depending on what you believe, how you think. I think that there is a little bit of an overriding factor for women, by the way, it is their body. Okay. I personally 
believe that I, I personally would make the choice to keep. But, you know, that's me. Ultimately, like, it is the woman's body. I think there is a certain degree of respect there. But again, we're talking about choices and freedoms. And, you know, now I'm bringing up additional sensitive topics that I had to process well, since you asked me. You know, there couldn't you go. Couldn't help it. Couldn't help <laughs> it. Now, my buddy from church was telling me that the word discipline is also somehow in, connected with the word disciples to act like a disciple of, you know, the man upstairs. That's the first time I've heard that analogy. <laughs> well, some of the, the root words. Well, it's like Latin word, yeah. root yeah. word type stuff, yeah. grammar. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. So basically what it might allude to is that if you do not act as a disciple should. Within the rules. Well, within the within rules. the guidelines. Yeah. Then you we'll will go back to the you guidelines. Will pay, pay the price. What's one, what's one example where you've paid a price for not being disciplined? It could be very small. <sighs> well, I would say um, <laughs> there's a long list, but that was <laughs> of small ones. Yeah, of the small ones. Um, I guess when I was younger, I was not very well um, aware when I was driving a car where my surroundings were, right? Didn't have that ca capacity mm -hmm. to be responsible at that point in time. And it's not that I did it in bad intention. It's just um, I was probably maybe a little bit careless in the sense that um, driving in a certain area, I was, should have been more aware, and I was not. And what happened in that circumstance is um, this girl that was crossing the street, she was, she was stopped, and then she ran. And I didn't have a chance to, um, like, uh, avoid her. And um, she crashed into my car in the sense that if I was aware that she was there in my surroundings, it could have been probably avoided. And um, in Venezuela, unfortunately, the way it, the system works is sometimes you're guilty until proving otherwise. So there was an investigation, and I was in detention for two weeks until they figure out what was going on. And that, for me, when that happened, it was like a, a wake-up call to say, you know, when you're driving, you have to be aware of others mm. or be paying more attention. So two weeks of a lack of freedom as well. Yes, two lacks of lack of freedom. I was very young. I was, mm. I want to say, nineteen or twenty years old, um, and I was afraid because um, they put me in the detention center with a lot of people that committed um, robbery, um, assault. Um, and there, we were all in the same area, and we were sleeping in bunk beds. And me, a naive kid, you know, never had experiences. I was not freaking out, but I was like a little bit in panic mode. Mm -hmm. Hard to sleep. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, fortunately, my, my aunt had a friend that was a lawyer, and, um, you know, 
he pushed the paperwork and did what he needed to do to get me out. But I had to be there for two weeks. Straight. That's, that's a while. I mean, yeah. I bet coming out of that, it made you consider whether it was driving or other things. Like you start thinking about life a little more seriously. When the people that come to, certainly come to the U.S., that didn't have certain freedoms, economic freedom, political freedom, spiritual free, whatever it is, they're so grateful and appreciative of the freedoms that they get here because they didn't have it, right? Yes. And sometime, I mean, I didn't spend two weeks, but I, I definitely spent, uh, you know, probably a day or two in, in jail. Um, Greg, no? Never. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, in Appreciate boxing, it. they refer to that as the great white hope. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's the best compliment I got today. Yeah, Thank there you. you go. Wow. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it was similar, driving, Yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, so it was an interesting experience when your freedoms are removed. Yeah. And yes. when also, I mean, I was in a holding cell, uh, it was very, you're very alone with your thoughts different experience and yeah obviously i was in a community area yeah you know thereafter which was different experience i actually met a cousin really yeah. <laughs> part of the reason i moved away from home you know was <laughs> some of the family stuff but uh when you were when your freedoms are removed and as you're left with truly considering how you think and the choices that you make when you truly have no excuse when you start Facing reality. Yeah. Mm. I, I was married a long time and there were mistakes in both sides of the house. And I think for years I was a little bitter. Um, but about seven or eight years, uh, I made, I definitely made a mistake myself. And I remember going through some counseling thereafter, marital counseling. And one of the exercises was one of the most painful things. So says, you guys don't have your phones off? Come on here. My goodness, it's my daughter. Very important, but she knows where I am. All right, so, but I remember going through this experience in counseling. It was called counting the costs. Counting the costs. Where you have to sit there, and this is, it's like a, it was virtual, but, you know, there's other couples that are overcoming this, uh, you know, the grief and the pain of betrayal. And you have to listen to your partner go down a list of how your actions, your choices made them feel, right? Mm. And if you truly care about someone, to hear how what, and this is why we usually avoid it, by the way, get defensive, yeah. you know, and it's not always a reason, but many times it's because if you really care about that person, you don't, wanna, you don't want them to think that you are a bad person, right? And that's, some of what we feel at times we get offensive to one here, but mm. listening to them go down the list. And uh, it was a long list of feelings. I, I, you know, very descriptive. There was a lot of time and thought put into this list. Okay. So it was excruciating because you're not allowed to respond right then. You just listen, process it, and you consider, you count the costs of your selfish choices and, and the 
impact negatively it has on another. Hurt, grief, betrayal. And at that point, yes, it's very hard and there's many steps, but it's also empowering because at least you're facing reality. I stepped outside of those ground rules Mm -hmm. and that agreement. If I wanted to remain in that relationship and step back inside of the agreement, not only did I now have to honor and acknowledge the ground rules that were within that original agreement, there's now additional ones, right? Yeah. Maybe the ground rules are the freedom for a time to repair broken trust. Maybe now the freedom is yeah. a little narrower. Yes. Are, you, are you willing to go through that? Are you willing to lose two weeks yeah. of your life yeah. in a detention? Yeah. Right? Are you willing to lose some freedom? Because of the choices you made. And some people continue to buck the system, balk. They, they just don't want to face it. And yeah. they get stuck. And they end up repeating the same cycle of selfishness. X to going beyond the ground rules. Hurting other people many times. Until hopefully one day they learn. Or they lose so much value for themselves that the rules don't even matter anymore. Yeah. Do you think it's because um, people have lost the ways of, I would say, like, navigating life as a difficult journey? And it's always a journey that has ups and downs. And what has been sold in the last decade or so is like life is great all the time. You're not going to have all these issues, um, flowers and rainbows, etc. So what's your thought on that? Um, We've been sold bullshit for the last decade. Is what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. Yeah. Diamond is forever. Oof. That's a De Beers diamonds commercial. Was it? Is it? Yep. De Beers. Yeah. That's why we have engagement rings because of a, a jewelry company. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Brainwashed. Yeah. Freedom. Very interesting. Yep. So when's the time that you implemented a lot of discipline and it actually didn't pan out the way you thought to where you didn't get the freedom you were looking for? Mm. Mm. Well, first off, we're in agreement that oh. discipline, yeah. follow, remaining in certain guidelines or rules. Yeah consistently long enough does provide a certain amount of reward or therefore additional freedom. Yep. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Therefore, we, when's a time when we follow the rules, stay within the guidelines, discipline our, ourselves to stay the course consistently, and yet we don't get the freedom or the result that we wanted. Just to clarify, that's yeah. what we're talking about, correct? Uh, that's right. All right. right. No, no, go, go for well, it. Well, I actually got a, an example now that you ask. Yeah. Well, thanks, yeah. Michael. Yeah. yeah. Um, I implemented a lot of discipline before I met my wife, actually. Barely went on any dates. I might have went on one, one date, maybe two, in two and a half years. Well, Yeah, because I wanted to uh, be super intentional about the way I lived so I can find the right partner. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, it was a very uh, poetic assemblance when her and I had met uh, at a awards gala, sitting across from each other. Couldn't stop staring at each other. And... Um, 
Yeah, it was all fuzzy and roses from there. All until one day. All until one day. Now, mind you, there was some other things happening, some really great things. Business was taken off. I implemented a lot of discipline to get business up and running. Wow, this is great. See my dreams come true. Implement a lot of discipline to work on personal development to find the right woman. Dreams come true, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then all of a sudden, you get grabbed by the back of your neck by the big guy in the sky, and he says, no, sir, not yet. Not yet. And then what do you do? Then what do you do? Because isn't that the rule, right? Isn't that the rule? You do this and you get this, mm-hmm. right? You implement the discipline, you get the freedom. But the freedom bites back sometimes for no good reason. So then what do you do? Mm. I mean, there's a saying <laughs> in Latin that says, um, God doesn't strangle, he just chokes. What does, what does that mean? Is like, he'll kind of test you a little bit. A, l- a little bit. Yes. Oh. Is this in what language? Huh? This is in what language? Swahili. And so, no, it's Spanish. In Spanish. Aprieta, pero no ahorca. He doesn't. He doesn't strangle. He just, you know. Chokes. Chokes a little bit. I heard of this. Yeah. Continue. Keep, keep yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So that's, that's the message is, is sometimes uh, things don't go the way you're expecting in life doesn't matter how many right, right. things you've done in life right, right? sometimes yeah. it just turns out it. upside yeah so the the question is yeah to bring it yeah because greg and know? i greg and i are over here uh you know grasping for air and yeah. he left us choking mm. <laughs> choke me <laughs> no no it's not that uh, kind of pause yes uh, that was yeah, what yeah, i to say how, how, did, how did since he set the stage how did yeah. he respond well you know, yeah. finally got the answer there <laughs> light choking please yes yikes um mm. i lost my train of thought crap um yeah so it begs the question what yeah. do you do what do you do with that Yes. What do you do with that? Well, the, the, the answer to you or mm-hmm. in the other question that you should ask yourself is how do you, would you respond to it? How would you navigate through it mm-hmm. once uh, a certain action hasn't come as you were expected to be? Right? But what's the point, right? Let's, I'm obviously playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. What's the point? I think the point if is... If you do all that hard work. Yeah, I think the, the lessons learned is that life is not easy. And sometimes things don't turn out the way they're supposed to be. And then? You pivot. But why? To experience the same thing again? No. This, by the way, is almost exactly one of Greg and my initial conversations. (laughs) Yeah. So it's awesome that he's presenting this. Really appreciate it. You really remember that conversation, don't you? Oh, yeah. Wow. But why would, if you didn't learn your lessons right there and there, so. So it's a lesson. Yeah, it's a lesson. The lesson is yeah. you don't always get what you want. Exactly. No matter what you do. Yeah. Sometimes you yeah. don't. And who, who likes learning this lesson? Because again, right. as a young man, it's empowering. Right. I do these things long enough and I get this. And then you implement it in business and your career and, and it works. Like it's not if you win or get the prize. It's just a matter of time. And yeah. some of that works in relationships. But you're, when you're dealing with other people in a forever situation, a forever agreement. Yeah. 
Like there's hard stuff. And ultimately that agreement will only work if both parties agree that, hey, this is a forever thing, right? One person gives up on that. Well, it's just a matter of time for it. It's not going to work out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's painful. And I think it's frustrating. And, and even from a principal perspective, but then at the time, you know, from a very, very strong conservative faith perspective yeah. for me, yeah, overcoming hard stuff in marriage, raising kids and overcoming infidelity and, uh, you know, on either side. And then years later, and then experiencing some other stuff that, as Greg said, was outside of my control. And it was so hard that over time, I grew bitter. You know, I grew, my hands started shaking a little there. But the reason why I grew bitter was because I was doing what's right. And, and I don't just mean like in, in, in faithfulness. No, I mean, I was, you know, leading and uh, an emotional uh, guide in the family and spiritual guide. You know, I was doing the things right uh, and was experiencing the fruit of an amazing business and com- involved in the community and doing so much. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the community thinks that I have this picture-perfect marriage and family. Whereas in the home for a few years, it was... chaos it was not just chaos it was you just feel it slipping you implement this and you get help here and you try it and you just it's not going the same direction and you know something has to change every day you know and if it doesn't change you're gonna lose this yeah but it goes back to um you'll you'll do like you said you're doing everything in your power and that you're consciously knowing that what you're doing is the correct thing even though it still failed i don't think that's the way that we should approach it i think it's like if you look at it the long run maybe that's where you were not supposed to be regardless anyways right even though you you look at it the moment that's the moment and you're like there's no end to this like this is my world it's crumbling and I'm doing everything I can. It's still crumbling. But what happens two, three, four years from now, now look at yourself today. What have you learned from that lesson that makes you a better person, a better man? And now if you're going to be in another relationship, now you have a different perspective. And you know exactly what you want out of that. Yeah, no, I mean, there you go. And there's freedom in that because and there's you have the choice. Mm. You have the freedom to choose how you want to yeah. interpret things. Yeah. Vetting. You know, I think that one of the main things is I used to think that I could, through my own creativity, imagination, and discipline, that I, and influence, uh, that I could create just about anything yeah. that I put my mind to. Yeah, right? It's true. Uh, yeah. And the, it is true. Like, just about everything. Yeah. Not everything. Yeah. But realizing that you know sometimes things are for a time not for all time yeah and being able to get to a point where it doesn't matter if you're faithful or doing it right sometimes it's just not meant to be forever and that's okay and accepting it even though it's painful at times accepting it being able to accept it there's peace in that and that's what you're speaking to yeah coming to the peace and i think that that Here's the reality. 
individually because of our feelings. Yeah. And our feelings are real. They're not going to say yeah. a reality, but they're real. Yeah. We can get lost in the sauce of our own feelings. Yes. Like just drenched in it. Sometimes it's good. Yeah. Other times it, we're drowning. Yes. Uh, in the negative, you know, in, the, in sorrow, you know, and that's why it's important to have men. It's important to be a part of, you know, your, your squad, your tribe, you know, your, your fam, family, right? So you have people that you go through life with, mm-hmm. not just one person, not just one, many, not everyone, but several people, because you simply can, number one, you can't always trust your emotions. You, you know, sometimes it's your gut. It is yeah. sometimes. And other times it's not, man. It's just not. Yeah. You can follow the principles. You can be disciplined. And many times it takes outside influence looking in yeah. to help you steady the ship, right? Or to see clearly even. Um, I, I know for a fact when I've gone astray, if you will, meaning I've experienced less freedom, less peace emotionally, is because I tried doing it on my own for an extended period of time. And it's easy to do. Mm. Go through work change and certain uh, systems are, aren't there anymore. You, you move and everything's, just about everything's new at that point. Yeah. And you're going it alone. You're steering a ship and there's, and there's like one other person on board and all you can see is the storm, you know? Yeah. Uh, or, you know, for me, you know, following the, the set guidelines and it's me and it's my faith and this other person. And no, I needed more. I needed a crew to navigate this storm. Right. Yeah. The wisdom and knowing that you're not meant to do it alone. Part of the lie in culture isn't just that everything's supposed to be easy. Part of the lie in culture is what we also see that seems so empowering when we're angry that if it's going to be, it's up to me. Well, of course, there's truth in that. Sure. But you cannot will everything because not everything is in his will, if you have faith, or supposed to be for you, right? Not everything's meant to be for you forever or even at this time. And you have to be able to accept that or else you will never experience peace. And it's about, I believe, the, the growth of the soul, right? Um, these experiences that we have as human beings in this flesh and blood here, I believe that this helps us grow internally our souls, right? Because when we're here in this world, we, we are very narrow on what we see, mm-hmm. right? And like I said, this is our, like our, our little sandbox where we talk about freedom, right? This is our freedom. This is here. This is what we see. But if you take it a little bit further, it helps you grow that soul that, um, that everybody has. So that's the way I, I see it. It's, this, is, this is a journey for each, mm. each individual. And you may not see it right now. It's, it's like anything else. When you were younger, you, you thought this was the girl of your life. And then she let you go with another guy. You're like crying. You're like, oh, she, I thought she was the one, and blah, blah. And then you realize that she was a total lunatic. After a couple of years, you're like, oh, thank God it didn't, I didn't ride that boat. Right? So it was, it was a lesson to learn for you to know, okay, you know there's something better out for you out there. Yeah. Work on it. Be better at it. Is there peace maybe in times 
like an exercise or a practice that we can do individually or in a group where we look back at our life mm. doing exactly that. Tell me about an instance in your life. Like if there's someone out there right now that's just in it and you're, you're questioning a lot, like you might be questioning life. You're just experiencing so much pain and you can't see the other side or you just don't want to. Is, has there been a time in your life when you thought you had something figured out and then it, you got sideswiped, just knocked out? And then at some point later, looking back, you're like, wow, thank God that that did happen because my life is so much better now or I've experienced so much more in this area now. A job loss, a loss of a relationship, yeah. someone... Is there a time... It's almost like returning to your first love or like learning from your life. Yeah. Is there a time you were disappointed? You, you didn't see how you'd make it through. Years later, you can now look back on it and, and that's a source of encouragement, source of truth, yeah. right? Well, I think you have to make it that way. I think you have to see it that way. Because mm. you got to admit, there's people out there that get crushed by these events and they don't ever recover. Yeah. And then they continue to spiral downward. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So what would you tell those people? Well, number one, choose to believe that you are not that person, that you are not stuck forever. I mean, maybe, I don't know if you guys have ever, I mean, I've been at a few points in my life where I'm like, I can't see what's next. I don't want to see what's next. I'm done. I'm defeated. You know? Um, so number one, just choose at some point, like, grieve, feel, but at some point just choose that you're not done. That there, be curious again about what could be out there for you. Find a healthy activity if you have to, to replace some unhealthy activity to make it through for a period of time. Right? Do you, yeah. do you think uh, optimism is a choice? Or do you think people are either one or the other? I think it's an exercise. I think it takes time to catch up at times, for sure. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we talked about that last time, that it, all discipline, responsibility, accountability is a muscle. You have to keep working at it. Work at it. And, it and it starts to become natural. Right? It becomes part of yourself. Like we talked about it last time, uh, working out, right? Now it becomes natural. That's something that you do. You don't have to think about it twice, three times. You just do it. Mm -hmm. So it's practice, practice, practice. Makes the master, right? So, yeah. Um, and just to add to what he was saying, um, you know, try to look for, if you know that the, the group of friends that you're surrounding with are not the best choice, try to look for somebody else that has um, a better um, upbringing or has a better um, positive attitude in life that, you, that they can help you out, um, get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, you know, maybe go to um, a certain church or a certain group of friends, uh, people that do special activities um, that, that keeps your mind, you know, distracted from that complexity that you went through. Now you're focusing on this new um, journey. So there's many ways, um, you know, I don't, I don't think 
I have the answer to it all, but you know, I I believe like you guys said, it's um you have to have that willingness, that um discipline and work work those things. Um and it's a journey, man. Um you have to work through it. How would you describe somebody that uh that's free? I think freedom when when you press into the healthy exercise and activities that create freedom. I think that yes, there's you can see reward or fruit at times, no doubt about it, in different areas of life. But I also think that there's a joy. You know, I always try to gauge myself, am I experiencing freedom? Or am I being controlled by someone or something? And we always think about people and the government. But freedom is also within your own soul, your, your mind, your will, yeah, your emotions. Exactly. Like, why can't I be joyful? Why can't I smile? Why can't I respond well? Why am I being triggered so easily? Why is like negative sentiment override overriding my life? Why is anger gone from a secondary emotion to a primary emotion, Right? Those are clear indications, like clear indicators that, hey, you're not walking in freedom. There's something that has a grip on you. Get some help. Talk to somebody. Find out what it is. Don't live like that. Don't let it become your lifestyle. So for me, again, what does it look like? Well, it's a little easier. I think we're naturally survival, right? Fight or flight. Mm. Like there's just some of that that's there. But if I'm... If I look at people, if I look at my surroundings and my gut reaction has become negative, this person, this feeling, my alarm, it's a hindrance. It's getting in my way. I'm unhappy with this. If that's my initial reaction, then I've not done the work intentionally to experience freedom. So what does it look like? It's a little easier to experience joy. It's a, little experience, it's a little bit easier to recognize what's going on around you. It's a little bit easier to find the joy, the positive. It's a little bit easier to consider why something negative might be happening. Right? It's just it's a little bit easier to experience joy and freedom. Someone uh, at peace someone who's, who's present, who's you centered. You rest. Rest. You know what um, I mean? Like, if I'm always anxious, I'm yeah. not experiencing freedom. Well, may have to disagree a little bit on that. And this is the reason why I'm thinking about it, just hearing you guys. Freedom for me, or for what it's worth, is the ability of a person to feel or express themselves um, in their own will, right? They have the will to... They have this choice to suffer, it's up to them. If they decide to be happy, it's up to them. If, uh, if they decide to be miserable, it's up to them. So it's the freedom to have all those emotions. Now, the, the, I, I, am I saying that's the optimal? No, but what I'm saying is you have that will, that freedom to choose whatever you want to feel at that point in time. And it's up to you to recognize it and how to manage it accordingly mm. Mm. i like it it's hard to 
align with that sometimes, depending on how we're feeling. Yeah. Conceptually, we know it's true. Yeah. Like if we, we can lead our feelings. Yeah. We can lead our life. Yeah. And eventually, like if I just make a decision, like forgiveness. Biggest reason why I have not experienced freedom in anything is, uh, is bitterness, which comes from a lack of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. To some degree, I'm choosing to not let go, to not extend forgiveness. And I don't, I don't forgive someone or something for them necessarily as much as I do for me yeah. because of what unforgiveness will do in my heart and my mind, the person I start to become. And, and I went through this not long ago, just a series of disappointments. And yeah. no matter what I was trying to do, like, come on, you know? And, and, you know, the bitterness grew and I didn't like the person I was becoming. Mm-hmm. It's it just, just uglier. It's an ugly version of me, right? And you had the freedom to change. That's- Therefore, I decided to do that. Exactly. exactly. You know, so, and eventually when you make a decision to forgive, I felt like, I was forgive saying, I forgive somebody for something. That doesn't mean they're in the same trust circle. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But I'm going to extend forgiveness event, when I don't feel it, by the way. I don't normally feel like forgiving someone because based on their choices or actions, they do not deserve it. Yeah. But I'm doing it because of a principle I believe in. I'm extending the forgiveness, even though I don't feel like forgiving them. And eventually, because I led myself, I led my feelings, eventually the feelings catch up with the decision you made, to your point. I decided to be happy or sad. You know, I, I feel sad. I decide to be happy. And many times the feelings will catch up, Yeah, I believe. At least I've experienced that. Yeah, I posted uh, something on Instagram the other day. I said, the happiness is a choice, yes or no. And most people said yes. And I heard Gary Keller, billionaire with a B, say that he's he's happy even though he's getting sued or something like that or whatever right now um, because he chooses to be happy. Yet, one out of three people, out of the 20 people that responded, is a psychologist. And he said, no. He said, no. My friend, he said, it's happiest is not a choice. Who well, are you going to believe now? Well, well, what's his uh, reasoning behind that? Well, we're going to have to get him on here. We got to get him on here. Wouldn't that be great to get a f- psychologist in, on, on our show? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right? Yeah. He would do it. He lives in South Austin. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I wanted to ask him, but... Not in a text. I want to dive into it. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a great question. So for Gary, you know, or any one of our stories, right? Your reasons to feel a certain way, right? Your reasons do not remove your responsibility. Mm -hmm. Correct. They're still Mm going to be there. Mm -hmm. They're still going to be there. The reasons, the feelings, the reasons lie to us. They tell us, oh, act out in this feeling, this anger, right? But when we do that, it erodes our ability to act wisely, make right decisions, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that erosion of our ability to make good decisions eventually leads to some kind of explosion in our life. It's yeah. a catastrophe, a bad you know, outcome. So again, our reasons do not remove our responsibility. Correct. Correct. You got me thinking with your friend, man. Um, Hmm, interesting. Which one? He does think that uh, happiness is not a choice. Yeah. Uh, 
I, and again, I'm sure that I'd like to hear what they say about that. Yeah, right? I'm intrigued. Happiness as an, a, a, an initial result of something that occurs. Like, I mean, the opposite, sadness. Sadness yeah. is a result of experiencing a disappointment. Yeah. Right? And can you be sad and happy at the same time? No, not necessarily. I mean, mental versus emotional. There, there is a degree of separation there. Yeah, well, you got happy, joy. Yeah. All those have, are slightly different from yeah. one another. Yeah. 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 Mm. Can you be disappointed and joyful in the same second? And I don't, not exactly. Not exactly. Right? You might have ideals mm. or principles, but, you know, like, my dog dies, I'm, and I find out. Like, I see my dog get hit by a car. In that instance, I'm sad. I'm not experiencing joy. Therefore, happiness is not a decision in that instance. But I do not have to be sad the rest of my life hmm. because of that loss. Yeah, that, you chose. That, you chose. I don't have to be. And I think that's where... Wow. And we go back to choice, right? That, yeah. And that ties to freedom, yeah. to choose whatever you want to feel. That gives, in my, in my mind, you know, I don't want to call it happiness, but happiness is not something, see, people like to say, well, I'm going to strive to be happy every day of my life, or I, I, this is what I want to do to be happy. I don't think that's maybe, not thinking about it, it's the way to, think it, I think it's just a journey, right? The things that you do in life bring you some type of joy, some type of, of, of uh, reward. There's times right? for sorrow. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's part of the journey, right? So um, that you're going to be happy all the time. I don't, I don't think you, you, you can do that. Uh, it's just, can't. life is very complicated. Maybe that's where my buddy's coming from. You can't be happy all the time. No, you can't. Well, what is, how do you know what's really happy if right. you've never I, experienced sadness? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. there, that's always, there's a yin and yang, positive and negative, right? There's a balance. Mm -hmm. You know what? Maybe just optimism is, is the choice. Positivity is the choice, not necessarily happiness. Yeah. That's I, the choice. Maybe Being that healthy. word is, is, is a little bit uh, overrated. It's vague. Yeah. Yeah. People, because there's a lot of people that, are feeling stuff on the inside that is not happiness or peace. Right. And yet they present, they wear a face of a smile, a happiness. And really what they're doing is they're steaming, right? They're, they're holding it in. Mm. They're trying. And again, there's times to do that, mm. no doubt. But there's also times where, man, you need to have the discernment. You need to recognize that you're not experiencing peace in the inside for a reason. There's something going on. Listen yeah. to your body. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Many times it is something that's out of a line in a boundary or relationship or career. Sometimes it's your physical body letting you know something is awry. Something is not good. So just ignoring that. Right? We're talking about extremes. Extremely sad all the time. Extremely happy all the time. That's not healthy. Nope. It's not. No. Right? I mean, are we supposed to be awake every hour of the day? I'd love it. I'd love it. I've tried it many times. I'm not great the next day. No, I don't think yeah. you're, you're living freely if you're trying to be happy all the time either. 
Yeah. You're pursuing something that's not. It's like, exhausting. It, yeah. And it's like, it, it's like chasing the shiny object. And once you get near it, it gets further away. Yeah. Once you get near it, it gets further away. Yeah. So you keep doing this. And, yeah. Chasing, time. chasing. And then when, once you realize that you're tired, yeah. you're exhausted, like you said. Hmm. So we didn't really mention it. We've Tell talked us. about some different things, obviously, that I think are of great importance, certainly most important things in my life, but freedom. There's many different types of freedom. What, are th what is the most important freedom for you? Let's list some of that. I mean, for me, it's... Bust out the list. Let's just yeah, rapid fire. I don't know. You said spiritual, right? Rapid it's fire, 10 or 15. We have civil liberties, economic freedom, mm. and social freedom. The social freedom is the freedom to live one's life according to personal values, beliefs, and preferences without discrimination yeah. or social constraints. And then economic freedom is the freedom to engage in economic activities, such as owning property, running business, and making economic choices without excessive government intervention. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And civil liberties, the fundamental rights and freedoms that protect individuals from government's interference, such as freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and the right of to privacy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a co combination of all of this stuff, right? I think that one's really important. Huh? The civil one. Civil one? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. That's why whenever I go out of the country, I'm very I'm just, just grateful to be here in America. And um, a lot of people that have not left this country do not understand how privileged they are. Yeah. Yep. Um, Home of the free. Yeah. Home of the free. No land of the free. Yeah. Home of the brave. Yeah. But yeah. So, and I can attest to that to myself, right? I come from a country that once upon a time almost 30 years ago was considered a democratic country mm. and now it's a socialist country and um Dang, dude and um it ain't free yeah and um you got to be very careful you can't talk about bad from the government or anything like that mm. um, you could get in trouble at this stage of my life i would get in a lot of trouble in many countries because I'm just going to talk about it, you know? Uh, uh, you're a bad boy. <laughs> Talking about freedom. <laughs> you know, we, we joke about that, but yeah. do you ever try to really talk like that with friends? What? It makes people feel very uncomfortable. Like, what? Like, just sharing. Share, like, we talked about right here. I mean, we, yeah. we talked about some very sensitive Be stories that yeah. happen in our lives. Yeah. You ever share vulnerable story like that with a friend or someone you know and you can see them cringing because they're just like oh my gosh why would they tell me something so personal they just have a hard time like what's wow what's different about this person right like some people cringe other people are gonna be attracted yeah. to it hey tell me more you know this guy's an intellect yeah just because you're being vulnerable you know yeah. sharing what you've learned I guess you have to know exactly what your audience is to talk properly and articulately about the topic that you want to discuss. Because some people are not willing to entertain that at all. Maybe they need to hear that. Sometimes I think they're, just un they're not used to it or they're not in a frame of mind where they want to be there. Okay. 
But sometimes they need to, you ever heard of, like in, in sales, we would say, Someone needed to be prospected seven to ten times mm-hmm. before they were ready to make a transaction. Yeah. So the, it could be seven times by you. Mm-hmm. It could actually, you could fall into, you could maybe you mention it once. And mm-hmm. then they experience that message six other times from other sources. And someone else shares vulnerability the seventh time. And suddenly this person's able to break through and talk about their life and experience healing freedom but you were part of that process i choose to believe that i will tell you i share all kinds of vulnerable things they're not all wildly prophetic stories some of them are just awkward right yeah. um, but the vulnerability that people see i just think that people need to operate like that of course professionally it's a little bit different right i'm talking about personally right now you know like hey you're in my circle I mean, we should be able to talk freely yeah you know this is how we find our tribe it's not common to your point, but I mm-hmm. think that it still serves a purpose yes. in someone's life. And because um, it's obviously not what they're used to. Yes, but see, that's where, unfortunately, we can go through this rabbit hole. Um, unfortunately, people are not willing to have that discussions anymore. Um, if you talk about a topic that's very delicate for some, but, but that's why we're here. That's the point of what we're doing, yeah. isn't it? No, exactly. Yeah. But most, a Tell lot of people will, will be fearful that they get canceled, right? Oh, jeez. You can't I've been fear. canceled, fear. Yeah. right? Yeah. Not professionally, because I don't do horrific things yeah. professionally or anything like that. But like personally, like, and then many times, sometimes people, they come back. They were just in some stuff. They couldn't, couldn't handle it right yeah. now. What do you mean canceled, dude? Oh, so let's say you're... In, in an office, you talk about something that um, it's personal to you and somebody hears it and they don't like what you said, they can take it to HR. And yeah. Professionally, it's a little different. I'm not going to lie. I mean, wow. I, I'm, I don't so, take those same risks professionally. Yeah. That's why. Right? Well, what I'm saying is nowadays people have to be very careful of what you discuss or what you talk about in the office. That's true. Back in the day that you had that flexibility, you probably would not get into trouble. Now, if you look somebody the wrong way, they can go to HR, even though you, you unintentionally didn't want to do it. Oh, you're, you're definitely right? correct. Uh, so that's what's happening today. It's just pe- people are very, very like, fearful that they would say something that somebody else did not like, and that they'll bring it up because they perceived it as such which was not the intention of the other person. So it's... Well, it's, especially since the pandemic as well. I mean, personal and professional lives have yeah. become so blurred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So blurred. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Work so from home. Yeah. Working from home. And there's extreme examples that are awkward and bizarre. I'm not going to get into, but like, think about like a happy hour. And then people come back and they're, they're connecting again, but it's a professional environment, but it's a happy hour. Yeah. And... So you're, you're blurring personal at that point, but you got to remember it's professional. Exactly. You know, so like there's these circles and you use, it is, it's a little challenge, but I think that certain uh, considerations should be made professionally. Yeah. Depending on example, we all work, right? Everything that we share here isn't for our professional. Correct. Right. Yeah. You know, lives, um, it's, it's not for that. It's, to really help men 
grow and be healthy in, in, in many different categories or just have good, healthy discussion, which yeah. is so uncommon to your point. Yeah. But could someone hear something we say here yeah. and then say, oh, I'm not going to do business with them professionally? Yeah. They could. Yeah. They'd be sad because you no know, two people are exactly alike. Yeah. Certainly not at work. Yeah. But even in your personal life, like, if I go to a church and, and there's a thousand people there, I bet you like 900 of them, probably 900 and 90 of them do not have the same exact belief system. Yeah. They don't. There's similarities. It's not the same. Right? Yeah. I think that that's the power of this group. What we're doing is having discussion, being able, I love it when you disagree with me. Yeah. I feel like joking and yeah. saying you're allowed to be wrong, you know, <laughs> yeah. at least once in your yeah. life or, or once every two weeks when we meet. But, yeah. uh, you know, just joking around. But no, that's good. That's healthy. Yeah. And like Greg will be the devil's advocate. I'm de- I devil. Ad- I, I do that role all the time. Look at his eyes. Like, okay. yeah. <laughs> but here's what's cr- interesting is in our personal lives, I find myself, because I want to know the why behind how people think. Yeah. I find myself playing devil's advocate endlessly. Yeah. And people assume that I disagree with them or, you know, have a differing opinion just because I'm being devil. I many times have the same opinion. I just want to know if they know why they really think or believe that. Exactly. Do, do you know the you behind or below the you? Like that next level, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that goes back to what we were talking about earlier about critical thinking, right? People, some people just don't take that time to analyze why I think this way. No, because exactly. I heard it. Good I heard it. Life. Yeah, because I heard it from so-so and in a podcast or YouTube or whatever. And now I believe instead of saying, okay, this is interesting, an interesting topic. Let me do a little bit more investigation and I'll come to my own conclusion. What do you think that mindset comes from? What do you mean? The people that just take things for what they are and don't really investigate. Mindset, right? What was it? Uh, Benjamin Franklin said that most people die at like 18 or 22 after high school, or after college, because they stop learning. If you believe or see value in learning for yourself, personal yeah. growth on a daily basis, it's hard for you to vehemently disagree on a personal level with other people. I have friends that look very different than me, how they dress, where they work, how they talk. And I see value in all of them, right? Yeah. I, who I was when I was... 10 is not the same as 20 or 30 or 40. And if you're the same person your entire life, your entire adult life, the last five years, did you just arrive? Like, you figured life out? I don't know about that, right? Like, if you daily learn, number one, you'll be happier. You'll have a more positive, optimistic mindset. But you'll have more empathy to learn about other people. Because you're learning. It's growing. Yeah. Growing daily is learning. Yeah. People are different than you. Every person out there is different than you. Every person. No two the exact same story. Do you want to learn about people? Learn about yourself. Yeah. Choose to learn daily. It's about learning. Yeah. You're growing or you're dying. Yeah. I choose to grow. Question for you. When in your life did you have a pivotal moment when you decided, you know, 
I'm my own man. I can make my own decisions. I don't need to follow the crowd or I'm going to be very critical in my thought process. Yeah. It was when I was in the boot, uh, the recruiter's office and I saw these dudes in the corner doing push-ups, working out, all wearing similar colored shirts. I said, what are those guys doing over there? He goes, those guys want to be Navy SEALs. They represent like 0.001% of the, the military. And I said, okay, that's pretty cool. You know, that sounds like different. And uh, I would I would try that because, uh, you know, I just, before that it was just school, baseball, nothing really out of the usual, mm. out of the norm. Um, but that really opened my eyes to what's possible, what you can do. That was like a catalyst for everything else that I did in life so far. Yeah. That was it. That was like uh, the spark. How old were you? 19. You're 19 and you're able to make your own decision about the trajectory, the direction of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you saw something that was like, that's, that's a challenge I'm willing to accept. That could be interesting. I, I might be proud or excited about that. Yeah, and it. just making that choice is, was a win. And what it does when you make these decisions like that, you definitely get winning momentum. It's a real thing. And uh, if you notice you're getting momentum like that, I would, I would recommend anybody to protect it at all costs. Now, are you going to get setbacks? Yeah. And those setbacks can put you back drastically financially or time-wise. But um, when you bounce back, you bounce back 10 times higher. So. Uh, it's all about that initial step, right? Where do you where do you start? Start looking, and you'll find it. Start looking and find, and you'll find it. But that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Is when you said, "Well, I did everything perfect and was going this way," and all of a sudden, it didn't happen the way I was supposed to. So those are the setbacks, right? Yeah, exactly. You were working on yeah, that, exactly. and we're working on it, and all of a sudden, like crap. Exactly, and it's it's it, to your. I think you said it, Sean. Just you just gotta accept it, right? Because it's not if something wild, wacko is gonna happen. It's when is it gonna yeah. happen? Yeah, yeah. No one ever in the history of humanity has ever just had a smooth ride where everything's just great. Never right. got sick, you know. Yeah. No one ever did him dirty, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's only a matter yeah. of time. And just yeah. accept that. Be ready and um, just play your best game, right? Play your best game. Yeah. Weather the storm. I yeah, that's what, that and we can just get back to it faster, get that momentum back again. And those setbacks will make you more resilient, better, of what you're trying to achieve. One hundred percent true. I told my, I sent my son a text message like ten o'clock at night, not long ago. Yeah. And it said, sometimes the person we become when we're going through the hard stuff. is something of value that you won't be able to find anywhere else. And it's, it, it's so worth it, and it's so... Like, no one can take that from you. Going through a setback and choosing to bounce back, learn from it, and be better, or just sometimes just surviving it, quite honestly. Yeah. Who you can become in the process, it's, it's stronger, more resilient. And, and the, if you feel like 
a situation or a person or a feeling about a person is controlling you, overcoming that and who you become in the process, no one can take that from you, right? That's yeah. freedom. You're choosing to overcome. Yes. You're choosing to be stronger or to survive, and no one can take that from you. You're in control of that. You're in control of your decisions. That's what gives you freedom. Yep. Correct. He ended up within 12 hours making a poor life decision and, uh, and experiencing a bit of a setback. And then within a week, because of overcoming that, going through it, suddenly his appreciation for certain things and basic things in life were remarkably higher. You know what it did? It set him free. It took losing, took pain, it took losing some freedom to appreciate the freedom mm-hmm. that we have sometimes. Perspective. That pain is part of the process. You should do an One episode. day you'll appreciate it. We should do an episode on forced perspective. Forced? Forced perspective. Yeah, because let's say... Let's say you grow up in a super cushy lifestyle, right? And your parents mm. pamper you and all this. But then you say to yourself, you know, I'm tired of this. Like, I feel like I'm missing out on some reality here. Forced perspective. Like, what can you do to give you that perspective? If you didn't get, you know, if you didn't get the hard times or. You're talking about uh, drive? I'm talking about doing something, doing something intentionally to help you get a different perspective. We definitely should talk about that sometime. There are things people can do. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, would you guys say that with something like that, that there's more y'all can do? It's always. To get a little more perspective? Yeah. Well, anything drastic. I don't know, but there's always room uh, room to grow. That's true. So, who knows? Don't look at me like that. No. <laughs> How am I looking at you? <laughs> yeah, there's always room to grow. I yeah, personally yeah. don't need any more squeezing. Where <laughs> I'm going you know? out with this is, is this dude, he was like, the saddest day of my life was when I got my like eighth Lamborghini and I didn't even care. It didn't yeah. do anything for me. Yeah. And then he was talking about how what what gave him fulfillment or mm-hmm. life again or whatever mm-hmm. he's like he's like i took started going all over the, the world to third world countries yeah. and helping yeah. you know it's like it's so fascinating why that type of activity is what gave him nourishment well getting lamborghinis is for yourself yeah when you start doing things for other people yeah it's different it's different it, it's your flesh will never be fully satiated. The only time it's satiated, or I shouldn't say only, but most of the time it's, it's satiated when you just can't eat anymore because you're sick, right? Right. Like you, you, just, you fill, you fill and fill, and you get your eighth Lamborghini, and you're just like, meh. Stuffed. But when you do things for other people, and it doesn't have to be a Lamborghini, it can be very basic things, handing out a bottle of water, smiling, telling someone that their smile or their service made your day, right? Like things like that make positive deposits in people's lives that... Give them a kiss. I'm not trying to kiss people. On the hand. I mean... Dude. 
on their land. <laughs> you know, I guess it depends. But where are you going with this? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just. So exchanging <laughs> pleasantry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't go around kissing hands, you know but um, do you live, do you I've, been known, I've been known to wash them. <laughs> little poof. Yeah, I uh, know. <laughs> 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 yeah, but like seriously, sweet. doing things to yeah. serve someone else, it gets you outside of yourself. It gets your eyes mm. off of you and onto someone else, which by the way, we're here. Not I was not put on this planet for me. No. And certainly not just for me. No. Like I feel like I've done it both ways, don't get me wrong. But when I feel like I'm a part of some bigger plan, as simple as I'm here to serve other people, I'm here to make a positive impact in other people's lives, I'm happier. I experience fulfillment. When I get focused on just myself, building my business for myself, having the house and the cars and creating the system where I can have the five-hour work week, I've done all those things. And I can become very dissatisfied. I can. I personally know I can because I've experienced it. But when I get my eyes off myself and on other people, yeah. it, it's remarkable the change in your life because you can experience fulfillment. Yeah, you're, you're I think this. Hmm? No, I was going to say you're fulfilling. You have fulfillment on in your soul. Hmm. That's the growth. Yes. That's the growth that we were talking about, right? So. That's, in my mm. belief, that's the journey that everybody's going, is how to grow that. And that's one of the ways. And I think... What? <laughs> I think that that's why. When you're married, it's a real blessing, because you can serve that person all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ish. It, it certainly can be. It can be. Yes. Yeah. It's powerful. I mean, two people serving each other selflessly. Selflessly. Yeah. Like yeah. When this other human, when you know all the good and all the bad, because if you know someone, yeah, you, you know, know all the bad, <laughs> and yeah. yet, and yet, you still choose to serve them. That's powerful. That's life giving, right? Yeah. Because let's face it, you realize holy this matrimony. Could, this person could hurt me. Right. This person could also just leave. Yeah. And then what was it for? How foolish would it be? I lost all this time, and therefore, is it worth it? Yeah. It is today. Where am I today? Right? What agreements do I have today? Where can I be used in, in a good way, right? Like uh, uh, this vessel, like how can I serve today? And there's power in that, and there's fulfillment in that, right? Be willing to risk. We, we understand it business professionally. Yeah. The same people will be guarded personally. Regardless of the reasons, it doesn't remove the responsibility. You heard it here first. Is that, can you make, turn that into a song? So I mean, everybody can remember it better? I mean, could we get someone beatbox over here or something at first? Dude, yeah, I, I, I suck at that. That was his other job that he had before the real estate. Keep going, keep going. That's it. That's the best of it right there. And obviously I sang or, or yeah. rapped, yeah. you know, very clearly. Wow. In my fall weather 
sweater. You're a real rapper. You're a Christmas present rapper. <laughs> you're a Christmas present rapper. I'm more of a whisperer. I'm the guy that you listen yeah. to, like when you're tired of Matthew McConaughey on on like the was it the Calm app or uh, you know really? you want another soothe voice to put you out at night. I'm this guy. Probably not great at singing. Wow. Probably not great. Did at you feel relaxed? Yeah, See? I was gonna fall asleep, man. You do, don't you? Come on now. Wow. Let's go. Let's Come get on. We can do this together. Let's do this together. Yeah. Maybe we should advertise our podcast. Yeah. The soothing the podcast. The soothing podcast. Yeah. Anyway, we'll do a little oh. session warm up, like yeah. the last thirty seconds, and the maybe the first and last thirty seconds. We just whisper the whole time. Yeah. Just talk Stop. under our breath. And in the background. Uh... <laughs> no. No. Oh, no. Ooh. Ooh. You'd be surprised it works. Right, ASMR. <laughs> Can you hear the sound of my hand rubbing my sweater as you fall asleep? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Can you Light feel bulbs. the raindrops falling? Yes. That's not raindrops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's be intentional about our breathing as we yeah. fall asleep. See, we have the freedom here to have some jokes. Absolutely. Have a, hey, embrace know. the freedom. Embrace the freedom. Embrace the freedom. Yeah. If you're in America, go on a trip somewhere else too. Yeah. Check it yeah. out. Yeah. Right? It's all about that perspective. Have, have some forced perspective. Go somewhere else for, for a little while and you'll see. Go to third world countries. You'll see that yeah. um, you'll see something different. You'll see something different. Um, let's close it out. We got we got some date date daylight yeah. left over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we gotta soak it up and express our freedom this yes. afternoon, one way, shape, or form. Um for sure. Close us out. Who wants to close us out today? Well, are we praying? No. What's dude, going on, Greg? Just wrap it up. Say thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> no, that's your like, that's what we pay you to do. Well, folks. Thanks so much for listening. We got Mr. Sean Sweet and Michael McLean over here. I'm Greg Carlson, and we'll catch you all next time. Stay fired up.